Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Jason Dacey joining us from Brisbane in Australia to talk to us about uh, labor leader Anastasia Palaszczuk and her victory. Jason, good morning. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning to all the Money FM listeners. Yeah, Jason, was it a surprise that the uh, the center left took a majority of the votes yesterday? It was a bit of surprise because of the size of the majority. Uh, it's looking like that Anastasia Palaszczuk and her Labour government will win 52 seats, which is an increase of uh, four seats on the 2017 election. We were expecting a much closer election here in Queensland because of um, the LNP, the Liberal National Party, had run a pretty good race and they really spoke about the economy here in Queensland. And Anastasia Palaszczuk had really polarised opinion here about whether she was doing the right thing with her hard border closures, which is really locked off a lot of uh, the country and you know tourism industry here in Queensland, the Sunshine State, yeah. the Holiday State, have been really impacted in a big way. So we thought that might be quite close. We thought that maybe the Labor government might win a minority government, but they've actually increased their majority. I mean, some pundits were predicting an LNP victory, but really this is a, a really big uh, pat on the back to Anastasia Palaszczuk and her Labor government. From what I was reading, this is uh, very much uh, in support of the way she's handled COVID-19. Uh, as we look forward uh, to the policies of a, a dominant uh, center-left coalition like this, what will the practical changes, do you think, be uh, for Australians or for even for Singaporeans who are living there, working there or studying there? Will there be many big changes? Well, there could be a few changes, and this was a very important election, Glenn, because it was the first four-year four term, and we know that in Australia we can see very short terms of two and a half, three years, but this is four years, and it can't be changed. So mm. that means that the uh, the Labor government here will be in power for the next four years. And on Friday, Anastasia Palaszczuk came out with a very controversial border announcement. As many of the listeners will know, Singaporeans can't travel easily uh, to Queensland, and Palaszczuk announced that she'd be opening up the border but people from Sydney with a population of 5 million, that's my hometown, mm. and the whole of the state of Victoria, including Melbourne, could still not travel to Queensland without quarantining. Hmm. And this was a very, very tough decision. And she's pretty much said right throughout the campaign, if you're not happy with my coronavirus policies, I'm listening to the chief health medical officer on that, then vote me out. She, was, she took a hard line and a lot of Queenslanders seem to like that. So imagine there are 5 million people in Sydney and another 5 million almost in Melbourne that cannot travel to Queensland, potentially for the Christmas and New Year holidays. And this is going to be crippling for the tourism industry here and something like 200,000 Queenslanders currently out of work. Jason, were they able to vote remotely in any way, even though they weren't able to come back into Queensland? Well, there were some postal votes that was allowed, um, but I actually voted yesterday. I voted at uh, my daughter's school, which is about a 10-minute walk from where I'm sitting now, and it was it was really quiet because mm. I think a lot of people had sent in uh, postal votes, um, and uh, it was very a normal situation here because of Anastasia Palaszczuk's uh, stance on the borders and the fact that we've got virtually no community transmission here in Queensland. It's it's life as normal. And, and you know, Glenn, you know, you've traveled throughout Australia. There is a real divide between people in Queensland and people, particularly in New South Wales, but the rest of Australia. And mm. Queenslanders are proud. They're a bit like Texans in the US. You know, they're really <laughs> proud of where they're from. It's almost like it's another country here. I grew up in Sydney. They're, they're slowly starting 
willing to accept me. But I think Anastasia Palaszczuk said it's actually going to be a referendum between me and Deb Frecklington, who's the LNP leader. This is the first time that two female leaders went head to head in a state election here in, in Queensland. And Deb Frecklington actually ran a pretty good race. She debated well in the last uh, couple of debates that we saw last week. Uh, there were two debates uh, televised on Sky News. So she ran a good campaign, very energetic, but I think she just uh, a bit, you know, politics, there's always a bit of luck. And I think Palaszczuk yeah. has really caught the luck of uh, the way that coronavirus has panned out. And, you know, looking back now, she's uh, really holding up as the model for much of Australia in the world. And we're talking with Jason Dacey in Brisbane uh, about uh, the ABC News journalist, property TV presenter and founder of Cockatoo Media there, former host of this show, of course. Uh, Jason, we had good news about uh, Victoria State. Uh, Folks in Melbourne are now out for the first weekend in some four months, heading back to the parks and the cafes and outdoor exercise. Uh, So that's a, a great news story for them. They've had either very little or no new transmissions, as I've read it. Yeah, very true, Glenn. We just heard the uh, the latest numbers uh, today. Zero cases, zero deaths in the state of Victoria. The 14-day average is around 2.2. And as you say, after a hard four-month lockdown, this is the first full weekend that people throughout uh, Greater Melbourne and Victoria are out there enjoying enjoying life. Uh, you mentioned the cafes, the great uh, you know Ligon Street with all the Italian restaurants. Mm. They're doing a booming business there in Melbourne. But so far, we still aren't seeing the cinemas reopen in Melbourne and, and also libraries. So it's not totally back to normal, um, but they are on the right track. And just think in July and August, we were seeing seven or 800 cases a day, 15 deaths a day. So it really is a, a good step for Melbourne. You know, Premier Daniel Andrews is on the same party as uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk, the Labour Party. He's been criticised like you would not believe. You know, even the, the Prime Minister, who's from the LNP, uh, has been scathing about him. And, and Josh Frydenberg, the Treasurer, so many of the federal politicians have been very scathing against the likes of mm. Anastasia Palaszczuk in Queensland and also Dan Andrews in Victoria. But Australia, still fewer than 1,000 deaths of coronavirus, which is incredible to think yeah. how low it is, considering how bad it looked a few months ago. Yeah. Is there any indication? I know, I believe on uh, November the 9th, uh, Victoria is going to announce further measures to open up, to ease up a little bit. Uh, is there any indication that those borders are going to open, that people will start to be able to tra- travel back and forth? Yeah, well, the big thing is traveling from Victoria to other states, you know, to Queensland. As I mentioned, they can't travel here. So I think if it continues as it is, I think there's a very good chance that we will see other states opening up. You know, we've seen Western Australia relaxing things, Tasmania. Um, You know, Victoria is the second biggest state population wise. It's the second biggest economy here in Australia. And Melbourne is the powerhouse. It will soon be the biggest city in Australia. It will overtake Sydney in the next decade or so. So it's uh, really made us think again about living in these big cities in Australia, whether you want to be somewhere like Melbourne or Sydney, especially Melbourne, where we've had some really tough uh, coronavirus times, or do you want to stay somewhere else in in the rural parts of Australia? Yeah. Uh, And these latest developments, they are boding well for the tourist season that's coming up, don't they? I mean, we're we're literally, what, a a few weeks away, right, from the official tourist season. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. I mean, certain parts of Australia will need to open up. And, you know, here we are. We're already in November. So people are booking their trips now, which is why the Palaszczuk decision on Friday not to open the borders to the folks of Sydney and Victoria was such a difficult uh, pill to swallow because people are now planning for Christmas and the new year. And Prime Minister Scott Morrison said it was his dream to see Aussies sitting around their 
you know, Christmas table. And of course, January is a big holiday month here. It's summer. So that's his dream. I'm not sure we're going to see that yet because, uh, you know, there's going to be a few more twists and turns when it comes to the coronavirus pandemic. But the, yeah, the big question is, how's our economy going to handle it? And uh, we're seeing the property market doing very well, particularly mm. here in Brisbane and also in Sydney. But what about industries? When all these kind of supports, uh, you know, we've got JobKeeper and JobSeeker. These are kind of extra funds from the government to try and help struggling Aussies. Eventually, in 2021, these will be taken away. And the big question is, how will the Australian economy hold up when that happens? We will wait and see. Jason, thanks so much for being with us. As always, Jason Daisy, ABC News journalist, property TV presenter, founder of Cockatoo Media based in Australia. Appreciate your time today, Jason. Thanks very much, Glenn, and have a great Sunday, everyone. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.